Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, episode 488, coming to you on the 5th of September, 2023. Today's episode is going to be entitled, At What Cost? Before we get into that, let me remind you, the best way you can make a difference, the best way we can continue to get the message out is to like, share, and subscribe to this program. If you're feeling particularly motivated happy or pleased with what you've heard, do me a favor, rate and review this program. I am always welcoming constructive criticism. I would love to have some more suggestions for additional programs, but as of right now, we continue with what is on my mind. So as you might recall, I gave an episode, uh, out yesterday, uh, What remains was a question today. It's at what cost also a question. Now I gotta be honest, you know, (laughs) life and involvement in different things in real life, if you will, intrudes all the time into the sphere of what I try and do in this podcast. I try and leave some separation of what's going on in both the public life of, you know, Stephen Callis and the private life of Stephen Callis. And the public life often intersects with what I do on this podcast. And and I don't mind that. In fact, it's one of the goals, right? One of the goals. I I would love nothing more than the people I know in real life to listen and then ask questions or follow up. Or quite frankly, I don't mind having a discussion or an argument. So I had something planned for today. And then of course something came up and, uh, I've felt like maybe I ought to address that issue. But then as time went on, I decided that it really wasn't worth it. So I went back to my original idea uh, of what I was going to do today. And here we are. Now I did tweak it just a tad. But the idea being is at what cost, what are you going to give up in order to stand on principle? What are you going to give up for the cause of liberty or protecting rights or quite frankly, protecting our own country? What are you going to be willing to do about that as far as sacrifice? Now, I know as a uh, former sailor, in theory, all of us who took that oath Understood it was against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and it potentially would cost you your life. You were willing to make that sacrifice. Now, I'm fond of saying that oath never expires, much like the oath I gave to my wife when I married her. That never expires. So, outside of the realm of those two oaths, you know, I I pledged my life to Christ. I, I, uh, gave an oath to protect my constitution and the uh, country of which it governs and put my family, my wife, and by default, my children ahead of those things. So when I look at the world around me and I look and see what's playing out, the question is, is what are you willing to give up? At what, what cost are you willing to suffer to do the right thing? Now, the uh, 12 disciples that I used as a picture in yesterday's episode, they were all willing to sacrifice their lives. They, they thought that their message, 
They believed the resurrection, that internal salvation was worth sacrificing your temporal life here on earth. Indeed, many of our founding fathers believed that liberty, that freedom from tyranny was worth the same sacrifice. Now, whether or not you're there with them or whether or not you feel like that was a fair trade, I can't say, but a good number of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, of of the people that participated in the revolution, did give up a number of things, including their lives. So let's, let's look at this. They put their honor at stake, right? And had they failed, they would have had no honor. You need to look no further than the war between the states, right? The idea of uh, the South leaving the North and breaking the Union was a cost that the Yankees were not willing to pay. The going your own way, never mind what they were going to do when they went their own way, but the idea that they wanted to separate, that wasn't something they were willing to tolerate. And they were willing to sacrifice half a million men or more. And, And if you look at the South, they sacrificed at least that, if not more, after the starvation and the punitive damages were put upon them. And I make no bones, both sides were wrong. Both sides had shortcomings, of course, but honestly, the South gave up their honor. As a consequence of losing, they had no honor. Now, they tried to restore it. They did a, they did a number of things that restored some of that honor, but at that point, it's gone. It's gone. They sacrificed that. And the same thing could be said of fortune, right? You look at Acts, right? They talk about how they willingly gave up so that none would be in need. In in the South, and to some extent in the North, people willingly gave up both in the Revolutionary War and the war between the states. Some thought that their sacrifice was worthwhile, both in the Revolution and the war between the states. But it was something that they did willingly. Other people had no choice. When they, when they made their stand, the punishment was as they took everything these people had. Whether it was in the Revolutionary War where they literally destroyed your home, destroyed your business, took your children, took your wife, and quite frankly, took everything from you. And some of these guys paid the ultimate consequence on top of that of their own lives. But they felt it was worth dying for. They felt it was something valuable enough to accept that cost so that others may receive it, their own children, their posterity, if you will. And again, this was duplicated not only in the war between the states, but when Texas left Mexico, right? These people, these men, these women, they sacrificed their honor, potentially, right? They were they were saved their honor when they were successful, and they lost their honor when they were unsuccessful, in my opinion. They, they almost always sacrificed their fortune. Now, some were able to recoup it as a result of winning, but others that lost did not. And again, this is not equal across the board. The outcomes varied for everyone, but a lot of these men and women gave up their honor, their fortune, and their lives. But here's something else. You have to sacrifice your personal liberty sometimes to protect general liberty. What do I mean? If there is no freedom of the press, now granted, uh, what we call the press in today's day and age is far from it, right? It's, it's a government 
dictated organization that poses as a press, but there are some members and some people of the general public that have independent media, independent press. They do still exist, but are you willing to sacrifice that by maybe going to jail? Are you, are you willing to sacrifice that or are you willing to pay the consequence of giving up your liberty, your individual liberty? This is a balancing act, right? You know, you can look at individuals who stood on principle and paid a consequence or a cost, but they preserved the greater goal. The greater goal was individual liberty for all. The greater goal was freedom of the press, freedom of the worship, you know, preventing abuse of power, preventing unwarranted searches and seizures, preventing excessive punishment. These people did pay a price. It may have been their honor. It may have been their fortune. It may have been their individual liberty. And ultimately, a good deal of them gave up their own lives. They thought their own lives were worthy of sacrifice to protect that of their children, their posterity. And and I look around me and I wonder, is 3% enough anymore? I wonder, are the American people right? Are the Texians, are the Tejanos, are the, are the Southerners, are the Midwesterners, are they willing to give it up potentially? Will they, will they risk their honor? Will they put aside their fortunes? Will they, will they risk their own individual liberty and potentially their lives to protect the greater good, to, to protect the constitution, which is supposed to guarantee that, but more importantly, to stand for the cause of Christ, right? Are they willing to do that? Now, it's really easy for me to sit behind a microphone and say, well, yes, of course I'll do that. That's it's real easy. But what's going to happen when I've got a gun pointed at my head or when I'm being waterboarded or, or uh, locked up? And I'm speculating, right? We, we don't know that this is going to happen per se. We don't, we don't know what the ultimate outcome of our lives are, but am I willing to do that? to my own death. Now I have said many times in the past and I, and I tell my friends frequently, you know, I am named after the first martyr, but I don't intend to go out that way. I don't want to be a martyr. Nobody looks to be a martyr. Well, I shouldn't say that there are some people that have, but I would like to go down fighting. I would like to go down on my own two feet, pushing back, but there's no guarantee. There's no way I can know what tomorrow holds. But I refuse to give up. I refuse to accept the idea that the world is just going to continue to crumble because there's nothing we can do about it. Now, I'm willing to accept the fact that the United States government is going to fall, whether I do anything about it or not. We're going to follow in the footsteps of the Weimar Republic, perhaps, or the uh, Soviet Union. Don't know. We might just break apart like the uh, Roman Empire. Perhaps a section will exist much like the Byzantine or Greek Roman Empire lasted for another thousand years. Perhaps it won't. Perhaps we'll destroy ourselves in utter chaos of another civil war. If you want to read an interesting article, look up Civil War II by Matt Bracken. 
That's a very interesting article on what could happen. And I got to be honest, I'm not excited about any of those outcomes. I would love to believe that there's enough of us left that would just by standing up, by showing up, we can prevent the cataclysm that is coming. Now, I also accept that there are some of you out there that don't have the uh, view that I do. You, you don't feel that the United States is going anywhere. You don't fear the future <laughs> of our country. Well, that's fine. And I, and, I, and I applaud you both for being that confident, but I question if you're ill-informed. I, I want you to just take a gander at the amount of money we've taken on in debt, the amount of people we've imported that have no shared values with us, the destruction of our manufacturing sector, the destruction of our energy production sector. And I want you to consider what do you feel the outcome is supposed to be of this. Now, you can love the current resident or you can hate the current resident, but in either way, you ought to be able to look objectively of what's going on. If you actually believe that importing a bunch of people that don't speak our language, that don't have our same morals and ethics, that don't respect our constitution is a net positive thing. And you increase that number every day that goes by. If you think that's a net positive, okay, I'm not going to be able to tell you any different because clearly you've already drank the Kool-Aid in my opinion. But the reality is if you want to destroy a country, it's quicker and easier to do it from within. And what do I mean by quicker? Well, I mean, you can do an invasion, but that's no way of uh, sure success. It's very costly to you. But if you can destroy it from within, I mean, the communists have been at this for decades. They've watched, we've watched this play out and we don't see it anymore because it's just happening slowly by slowly. I think it was Ernest Hemingway um, that was quoted as saying, you know, describing going into bankruptcy, losing all of his money uh, first slowly, then quickly, right? The outcome was inevitable. That's what I'm saying. The outcome is inevitable, but I, I don't know if that's true because if the outcome is inevitable, then why try? Why bother? What difference does it make? Well, I don't accept that. I don't accept that there's nothing that can be done, that there's no difference that can be made because to do so is to just bend over and kiss it all goodbye, right? To just accept your fate. Well, I don't believe that anybody's fate is necessarily perfectly determined. Now, I know there's some Calvinists out there right now. I know I'm not talking about your ultimate destination. I am talking about what happens in your life, Right what you do in your life or what happens in the country around you. I don't think any of that is necessarily predetermined. It may be foreknown and there may be those that think they're manipulating events to get a certain outcome. And indeed the manipulation goes on all the time. It's a question of what are we going to do about it? How do we continue? What are we willing to sacrifice to stop it? So in the last few remaining minutes, we're going to keep it short today, but in the last few remaining minutes, the, the big question, if you will, what cost are you willing to accept? Are you prepared to sacrifice or potentially give up your honor? The founding fathers would have called it your sacred honor. Are you willing to do that?
Are you willing to risk whatever fortune or retirement plan that you might have? Now, I already know the answer to this. There's a lot of people out there that are good people, but they're not going to give up their retirement. They, they've made it to their golden years and they want to just coast on instead of invest in the next generations to, that follow. And, and it's, it's hard to condemn them because some of those people felt like they never had an investment in them. Okay, fair enough. So how many of you are willing to risk potentially limiting your own personal liberty for the greater good of liberty for all? How many of you are willing to risk potentially ending up in jail, even if it's temporarily for the right thing? I know uh, a friend of mine who routinely shows up at the courthouse steps to talk about jury nullification, right? A fully informed jury. And every time he's threatened with being put in jail, why I don't know, since clearly juries do have the right to judge both the law and the guilt and innocence, but we're not allowed to talk about that anymore. It's passe. It's not permissible. But those, those activists, they are willing to sacrifice their own personal liberty. Now, the difference is all of these guys go peacefully and they go about uh, what's supposed to be a constitutionally recognized and protected thing, unlike, say, the people that burn things down break windows and, you know, pepper spray their opponents. But those people get a free pass generally. It's, it's very rare that those people have to face the consequences of their action. So it's funny going back to the rules for thee and the rules for we again. And then ultimately, ultimately, how many of you are willing to potentially sacrifice your life, right? Whether it's life imprisonment or giving up your life. And how many of you would be willing to compromise and give up just a little bit? You're willing to put on those chains so you can survive for another day. Well, I will speculate that that's the vast majority of people. And I don't know where everybody's going to fall until they're tested, right? I can't say for absolute certainty what I would do. Now, I'd like to believe I would do, be willing to do certain things. I'd like to believe I'm willing to endure those things. And honestly, I don't think I could do it alone. I mean, how many movies or TV shows have you saw the villain go after somebody important, the protagonist, right? They, they go after their family, their children, their wife, their, somebody they love or they deeply care for, somebody that they can hurt that that person's willing to compromise or give in just to make it stop on those people. I don't know. Have you considered that? That's something that we all need to consider. If you're going to continue to stand and do the right thing, if you're, if you're going to continue to push back and hold the line, if, if you're going to stand on righteousness, on principle, do you understand what that might cost you? And are you going to be willing to accept that consequence, that potential outcome? I'm going to suggest it would be very wise for you to consider that and think about it right here, right now, before you take your next step. It, it, it's really easy while we're in peaceful America to say these things and to taunt people and to, you know, quite frankly, disregard and dismiss others that are in far more difficult circumstances than you are. But if you haven't considered, if you haven't taken the time 
to contemplate the consequences of potentially having your life ruined for an idea, for a stand, then maybe, just maybe, that's just a lot of talk. I've considered it. I I know what I'd like to think I'm going to do. I, I know what I want to do. The spirit is willing, the flesh is weak, applies all day, every day to everyone. You can't do it alone. You better be sure. And that's it, folks. That's all I got for today. And with that, I will see you on the other side.